Yay. Yay. All right. Um, so I guess we can do a bit of a post-show. We have a couple of weeks to talk about. Um, yes, but now I don't remember what I watched the week before last, and I didn't watch anything in this past week because all I did this week was work. So last week I watched um, Lone Ranger, which mm. was not as – it was better than the trailer – made it okay so it wasn't as racist as the trailer made it look mm-hmm. um, um and uh like they knew what they were doing when they had things go on in certain ways and they actually kind of addressed it in the in the movie um which was a pleasant surprise i i found that i believe that the lone ranger so i i liked it fine it's not very good but i liked it fine um i i would say that it's we're talking like pirates 2 or 3 not pirates 1 um, okay. So yeah. Uh, at the same time, though, I, so I, I did. I enjoyed it well enough. I think it's a a case study in the kinds of movie, the kind of movie that Rotten Tomatoes scoring system is biased against. Um, mm. Because the Rotten Tomatoes freshness rating is like you know every single person's score is a binary or every critic score is a binary fresh or rotten, and then you average essentially 100 versus zero and you average across all of them. Um, and a movie that people widely agree is mediocre on the slightly bad side will do way worse than a movie that lots and lots of people hate, but a few people love. Um, if that, because just the nature of things like, yeah, yeah. you, you get a few people, who, if you get enough people who will agree it's fresh, even if the average is really, really, really low, it'll still get that, you know, more people getting that way. Because so, I think it's in the 20s on Rotten Tomatoes, but, you know, there are movies that it is rated higher than average, if you actually look at the average scores, that are rated much higher than it on the freshness scale. Because um, it's not polarizing. Like, I think everyone more or less locked into roughly, like, where it was, and just a few of them were slightly on the fresh side, and most of them were somewhat on the rotten side, but there weren't a lot who were like, this is the worst movie ever or anything like that. Um, so yeah, movies that, a general consensus is that they're more or less not good will do pretty bad on the Rotten Tomatoes scale. While movies that are really polarizing, even if general consensus is they're terrible, but there are a few people who think they're amazing, (laughs) they'll, they'll do way better. And those movies do happen. So um, yeah. Uh, this week, I so last night I watched Pacific Rim, which you should watch. I know it's I I need to see I it. Know, you didn't have time. That's <laughs> I, I understand. Um, it's a movie that when I first saw trailers, I was like, that looks ridiculous. But the thing about it is the action is perfectly coherent. It's really kind of remarkable. Like it's what Transformers. That's it's it's what Transformers should have been. Um, in that. Like, instead of being all this crazy stuff happening that you really, truly can't follow at all, um, it is a... Whenever the action is happening on the larger scale, it's actually coherent, and they actually tie it well to the people who are in the suits. Um, There's a scene where they're training with, like, they're stick fighting, um, you know, using bow staffs to to fight against each other for a a story reason, Um, and you see that those are the same movements that are being used at the larger scale. Like you can follow the larger fights about as well. Uh, the only reasons you can't follow it quite as well is mainly just because they're happening in, you know, it's 
dark at night with rain going around, but mm-hmm. you feel like you would be, you're following that as well as you would if these people who are fighting with bow staffs were doing it under the same conditions, um, which is really, really nice. Uh, the, the story is, it's just enough story to give people motivations. I mean, the, the writing, the acting is mediocre at best, but it didn't need to be more than mediocre at best. Cause that's not the kind of movie it is. Um, right. It's, I, yeah, it, it's like, uh, it, it's like a Godzilla movie at its best kind of a thing. Um, Yeah. Uh, just kind of over the top in the ways it needs to be over the top, grounded in the ways it needs to be. It does a lot of things that are interesting in terms of motivations that you're like, oh, good, you didn't just do this absolutely ridiculous thing that other people would have in the same case. Like, certain things are more believable than than you would have expected. Um, the way I came out of it, I turned to my friend that I was watching it with, and I was like, you know, that's a better movie than it should be, which is, <laughs> which is a good thing. Um, so... Yeah, I enjoyed that. I think it's definitely worth a watch for anybody who likes big action stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, so, have you, in the last couple of weeks, have you read anything notable? Any comics? Uh, New Hawkeye just came out. It did. Um, I did read it. it interesting. Uh, I, I. So, it's really weird. I think I probably need to reread it. I think it's my least favorite issue in the New Hawkeye, which or in Hawkeye, which does not mean I dislike it at all. Um, but more of a, I just wasn't expecting anything like that. So it kind of threw me off. Um, yeah. I liked it though. I I definitely liked it. Yeah. I'm a little, little bit confused as to when exactly this takes place. I mean, it's obviously it takes place during the events of pizza dog, but at the end, uh, Pizza Dog was still with Clint. So did all of this happen before the end of Pizza Dog? I think some of it I feel like some of it takes place at different times. Uh and that's I think why I didn't quite like it as much as I I've had to I mean think other really than the obvious flashbacks that took place far away. Right. So there's <laughs> the obvious flashbacks and then there's bits that I'm not really sure when exactly it takes place. Maybe it'll fit in in the next issue because we have a new character that they probably need to tell us more about. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. Yeah, but it's stuff like this that makes Hawkeye the perfect example of why it's not a gateway drug comic. Yeah, and another thing about it, if this issue had popped into my head, I wouldn't have recommend, even thought to recommend it. Like, I mean, but it's not just this issue. I mean, they do this a lot. Like, there's the whole issue from the guy who kills girls' perspective, you know, that one was like, uh, I mean, the last three issues haven't been from Clint's perspective. Uh, which which make them hard to... Although, Pizza Dog's issue, you could give to anybody, I feel like. Because <laughs> that's That's, just, that's true. Yeah. Probably because there's no speech bubbles. There's no dialogue. So, Well, there are speech bubbles, but there's no dialogue. Real dialogue. Yeah. I also, um, I caught up on Guardians of the Galaxy this week, which I know you don't read yet. Right. But, uh, I like how you put I'm it still, yet in there. Yeah, yet, Michael, <laughs> you will read it. Uh, I'm still greatly enjoying that. But, um, but, you know, I'm not surprised because the more I read comics... Uh, I, I think I, I like Brian Michael Bendis, <laughs> and uh, he's one of the writers on this. Um, right. 
So that that makes sense that that I I like it. Uh, There was a new Young Avengers this week, which made me insanely happy. And I'm sure you saw me gushing about it on Twitter because that's what I do when I read Young Avengers. I gush because it's amazing. Uh, (laughs) It's just so funny. Like every other thing, you're just laughing and you're like, that's that's hilarious. I, I, I mean... Half of the reason why this is this run of Young Avengers, this run of Young Avengers is a lot funnier than the original Young Avengers, um, and it's because Kieran Gillen writes it, and uh, uh, he's hilarious. As is Kid Loki, which he also, you know, wrote. So you still haven't read Journey into Mystery, have you? Nope, I haven't touched it yet. <sighs> Michael, Michael, Michael. I know, I know. Uh, let's see. Did I read any other comics this week? No, I'm kind of impressed. I managed to read those with the work week I had this week, but some of it I was able to read while, uh, at work because all I was doing was monitoring a temperature, um, at like nine o'clock at night. And when you're doing that, you can read comics if you want. (laughs) Uh, and then I'm still, uh, rereading the X-Wing series. I've also failed as a blogger this week. I did not put anything up on our website at Trivially Crucial. Me uh, neither. I've, I've been failing at that. Um, I haven't... Uh, let's see. What did I read? I read a few things the last couple of days, finally. Um, I caught up oh. on... Oh, go ahead. I have been reading Ultimate Fantastic Four. I was just going to throw that out there. Oh. How is that? That's something else this week uh you know i know nothing about the fantastic four other than those terrible movies and uh you know the crossovers ultimate spider-man had with ultimate johnny storm uh so far i'm enjoying it though it's interesting that in ultimate the ultimate universe there's no latveria right uh so uh you know victor von doom's not like a king he's just like a guy um that is interesting I didn't thought yeah. about that actually. Yeah. Um, I am. Let's see. I yeah. caught up on XO Manowar. But uh, I mean, it's it's interesting. So XO Manowar, I've told you about before. Um, I, it just keeps getting mm-hmm. more and more interesting. It's a remake. Like they, it's a re- it, they rebooted it, but it's fifteen issues in now. Um, and it's just, yeah, this guy brought from ancient Roman times after his people were uh, were beaten by the Romans, and then it turns out that. He was abducted by aliens, was gone for a while, fought them, took their holy armor that is their god, um, and it accepted him as a victor while, or as a worthy person, according to their religion, it would only activate for a worthy warrior, and it just keeps repeatedly killing their own, this, this alien, like, every time they submit someone to it. Um, so they've been doing all kinds of interesting theology things where like, okay, so which people of this religion are going to continue following it when it goes against what seems to be like, go, seems to go against them. Um, and then you kind of now it's progressed far enough where you're actually beginning to see a fallout where they're having a divide in their, in this alien species of people who are like, you know what, we're going to follow this human guy because this is what our God says. <laughs> And then you have the others who are like, you know what? Screw that. We didn't believe this anyways, and we were just using you to be able to get people to follow us. So it's a pretty interesting dynamic. Um, pretty neat. Um, yeah, I, I guess other than that, like I, I make sure to read each week's issue of Smallville because 
Uh, I think they're doing interesting things with that. It's there are 54 issues into Smallville season 11, um, but they've only been doing it for a little bit over a year because <laughs> it's it's almost weekly. Like every once in a while, they'll skip a week. Um, Speaking of Smallville, oh yeah, I have been watching. You know, a lot of season five. Which season and, is uh, the? What's the story arc for season five? Uh, that you're aware of? Which story arc? This uh, it's it's got Spike in it. Oh, oh, oh James he's Marsters. A, okay, yeah. Uh, who has so a weird he, accent in it? It's it keeps throwing me for a loop. Every time he speaks, I'm just like, that's not what James Marsters sounds like in real life, and that's not what he sounds like in Buffy. So I really don't know why he's talking the way he does. Right. Um, he <laughs> um, is. So he's a. Was a professor at the university right now? Is that what's going on? Uh, no. Now we know he's a he's a uh, spoilers. Spoilers. Okay. Yes. Go. Uh, spoilers for a old show that Mandy is catching up on. Uh, he is some sort of artificial intelligence. Uh, he's in like South America right now with the ship, which somehow ended up there, and there's like multiples of him running around. Okay. Um, so you haven't learned his name yet. Clark, no. Okay. Maybe. Uh, no. No. You would remember uh, if Clark you heard and Lana are broken up. Finally. Uh, Lex is putting the moves on the Lana. Okay. This. I have a problem. Okay. A logic problem with this show. The Clark Lana. Pa Kent's death, go back in time thing. Mm-hmm. So he tells Lana. She accepts it. He proposes to her. Everything is going to be happy. But then she dies. Presumably, you know, because of the whole Jor-El, someone's got to die. Which, I'm not sure I understand why someone has to die. But whatever. I will accept that as a conceit of the show. Um, so, then, he goes back in time. To save her. There's no reason why he still couldn't tell her. But Mandy, it's a theme about destiny and tempting fate and accepting consequences and but something. But the fact that she <laughs> is not why she died. No, I know. Because Lois almost died instead. And Lois doesn't know. And she still almost died anyway. I know, I know. Because she was it's... still up on the same road. It makes absolutely no sense. And then... Regardless, once the danger has passed, Paul Kent is dead. So the price has been paid. So even if he was worried that's what it was, he could tell her the next day. <laughs> I agree. It makes absolutely no logical sense. And it's like bothering me and the, it's, it's affecting my watching of the show. Like I can't The only it. reason that he can't tell her is because he's supposed to not tell her yet. Or something. I don't know. It's it's kind of because I think that they can't find a way to write it so that if he told him, if he told her that he wouldn't end up with her, and that's not how no, the story's supposed could to go. Have easily have written it so they don't end up together. In that he tells her she's an alien instead of her accepting and wanting to be married to him and all that, she could be like, "Whoa, you're an alien. I nah, need but like." That's not Lana. That's not the way the characters. No, that, that it, I think it is. Not with I Clark. Think it is. Like, that's the thing is, like, I get the impression, with the way they wrote Clark, or Lana in that show, like, she would basically accept any explanation as long as he offered her one. And and, and that's the thing is, like, the only way to stop them from ending up together is to not let him tell her. 
because she really would accept it from him. Like, there are things that anybody else could tell her and it would put her off. But if he told her, she would accept it, you know? And, and I think that's really it. Like, the only reason is I think they wrote themselves into that proverbial corner of needing to have something off about, about the relationship and him not telling her has to be it. Um, I don't think it's, I, I don't think it makes sense. So, but that's just the way it is. Um, I agree that it's an issue. Excuse me. It's, it's a huge issue for me. Like, frankly, I've stopped watching because I just can't get over it. Like I was two episodes past that. And every time, like they're just having these relationship problems, I'm just like, ah, you'll, you'll be fine. (laughs) Just keep watching it. You'll be fine. I promise it'll, uh, it'll clear up after a bit. I mean, hey, you made it through, like, some of the horrible cheesecake episodes in, like, was it season three and four, where there's just, like, no point at all except to be titillating? Like, you made it through those episodes, so you can make it. Yeah, I really enjoyed the Lexmas episode. Yes, that was fun. (laughs) That was such a good episode, and at the end, I'm just like, Lex's mom... Why did you show him Lana dying? Couldn't it have ended, like, right before that? Like, (laughs) then he could have been all good, and Lex could be a good person, and (sighs) not, I mean, I go back and forth in the show on whether I think they're actually, I I think they don't really do a good job of actually making Lex a sympathetic villain, like they should. No. Uh, They try. But... But episodes like that make you see a future where, like, everybody's happy. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, I enjoyed that episode. Uh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Anyways. What else have I watched? I don't know. Go back to your comics. <laughs> yeah. Um, Indestructible Hulk is still really good, although I haven't read this week's issue, which... Because Mark Wade is both doing Indestructible Hulk and Daredevil, both of which I read because I have a man crush on Mark Wade. Um, uh, Daredevil is in this issue of Indestructible Hulk, which I already knew from the last issue. But it's I'm I'm because he's his lawyer, right? And so this time around, he's gonna like actually be Daredevil in it. Um, which is neat because Mark Wade is the one writing both characters right now, so he can keep it perfectly coherent, um, without, you know, interfering with the stories and stuff. So I like that. Um, um, East of West has gotten crazy. Um, uh, I actually, I just read issue three, which was last month's this past week. And then issue four came out, but, uh, East of West is the one I've told you about. That's like the, the four horsemen. Uh, come in and and I think what it seems like is they tried to end the world before and for whatever reason it failed and death went against the other three and so it's that it's like the 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 corrupt people of the world now and it already looks like a post-apocalyptic sort of world that they're in but the corrupt people now are all loyal to the three and death is kind of doing his own thing um and it's really cool because you're starting to learn his motivations for doing his own thing and not wanting to do things the way everything is. Uh, but I'm still not really quite sure on what the actual, what the, their struggle means for the world. I understand what their struggle is against each other now, but I don't understand what it means for the rest of us. Um, which is interesting, I think, because it, it's not really clear that either of them is for preserving the world 
or anything, but I'm not really sure what Death wants other than what he wants for himself, which might be all he wants. I'm not sure. Um, it's, it's really interesting. I'm still not quite at the point where I could... I, I don't think it would be something I'd end up recommending to you just because of okay. the way that it is. This, I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a Mandy story to me. Um, or maybe, <laughs> it doesn't seem like a Mandy comic, I guess, is the way it is. Like, maybe in a book it might be interested, but it's really, it's really brutal. Um, it's not necessarily gory per se, but there's a lot of implied, well, I guess there is a, some grossness in it. But a lot of it's just implied grossness that I don't think you would appreciate. Um, <laughs> it's probably true. Um... I am getting really, 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 really impatient for Lock and Key, the final issue. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I've only been caught up. Like, last issue was the first one that I actually had to wait an entire month for. And now I'm just like, oh my gosh, I want it so much. Because that is a big deal. And I can, I think I can recommend that to everyone, regardless of how this last issue goes. Because I, I, it feels like it's going to be a good payoff. Like... They had the ending designed before they started, and the entire comic has felt that way. The entire comic has not... None of it has felt like an issue was wasted. Um, something important happened in every one. Every single thing felt like it was heading towards a finale. Um, it, it's a lot like feeling like you're reading one entire book, rather than six volumes that have that are part of a series. Um, right. So... Which is great. Um, really, really nice. Um, other than that, um, I this is the first time an issue of Unwritten has come out that I haven't read it immediately. Because uh, this was issue 50 of the Unwritten, I believe. And they are starting a crossover with Fables for a few issues. And so yes. now I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to go read Fables now. So I'm at least familiar with I don't with think you things. have to, though. You probably don't have to, but I'm sure you get more out of it. You know? Um, just because the way that these things I'm work. I'm sure you would, but there's a lot of fables out there. There is. There... Fables is a long, long series. That's true. So I, I want to at least read enough of it, especially because The Unwritten is going to be going for a while, so I don't mind getting a few issues behind in order to read enough fables where I feel like I'm familiar enough with the world for any of the references to mean something to me. Um, I'm still in the same place I've been on The Unwritten in a while, just I don't, <laughs> I don't want to catch up, but I might... I might pick it up again soon. <laughs> it certainly has continued to get better as time has gone on. So, But at least now I've waited a long enough time. I can go back and reread everything. <laughs> That's true. And make it last even longer. Because yeah. I, yeah, I stopped at issue 20. Uh, not because it was bad, but because I didn't want it to end. <laughs> yeah. So, Yeah. So yeah, so, um, other than that, I don't really have much else. Uh, I still have not watched Lilo and Stitch, even though I've owned it on Blu-ray for a while. Oh, oh, that reminds me, my copy of Korra season one arrived on Blu-ray. Yay! So I'm I'm waiting for an excuse for me to need to be doing something at the apartment that doesn't need full attention, so I can have Korra playing in the background. <laughs> that that sounds like you should just watch Korra. But I have too many other things to do that I haven't done or watched or whatever. So, yes. anyways, you were about to say something. 
Oh, I, I've been catching up on Defiance, which I don't think you watch. And uh, it's a sci-fi show. It's, I, I don't know how I feel about this show. So I have one more episode left till I'm to the season finale. And uh, yeah, I have very mixed feelings about the show as a whole. I, I think I'm definitely, unless the season finale does something crazy, um, I'm probably going to watch the second season. But Wait, which show? It's just Defiance. I'm not actually familiar It comes with on it. Sci-Fi Channel on Monday nights. Gotcha. Um, it's... You know, it has good moments, it has bad moments, it has moments where it has confusing characterization or where characters just do things that don't make sense. Um, but, you know, sometimes sci-fi shows get better. I, I had that experience with Eureka. I kind of watched on and off the first season of Eureka, and then by the end I was watching, like, every episode as it came out. So I, I, think, I think it could get better. <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, you don't watch Falling Skies, but I do, and I love that show, and I love it more today than I did when I started watching it, and it just keeps getting better. <laughs> well, maybe better is not the right word. There, there are still bad parts, but uh, I greatly enjoy it. I think you would like it. Um, okay. It's, it's, it's it, Falling Skies is a you know alien invasion show. Yeah, uh, I, the Earth has I, been invaded by aliens. I would really like it. I just haven't. Yeah. You know, done it. Um, let's see. I'm scrolling back through my Twitter to see what else I've watched because I pretty much tweet about everything I watch. Yes. Yes, you do. Now, I think I just last week, I just tweet, Hey, don't make fun of me. Uh, I'm, not. <laughs> I, I'm not. I was just agreeing. I was concurring with your statement. Um, I, I'm pretty much all I really watched was, uh, uh, Smallville. I watched a lot of Smallville last week. Um, so you just need to do it again re- to get past this hump that you're on. But does season six get better, Michael? Does I don't it get remember better? which seasons are which. The show gets better. I do think so. Um, I do believe the show gets better. I, I, I remember thinking that the middle of the show was like... It, it was like it started off pretty good and then went down a few seasons in a row and then started kind of coming back up again. Um, well, it's kind of hit and miss towards the end. I, but I, I like the bookends of the various seasons towards the end. and it, It's a really uneven show across the board, though. Yeah. I, I'm kind of wishing at this point they would, like... I mean, I know they're going to get into the Justice League at some point. I just kind of wish they'd just start now because I'm just kind of like Superman... You're killing me. But he's not Superman. You're yet. not super- I know. He's killing me. Clark Kent is killing me. He's only Superman <laughs> in season 11, in which is a comic. last episode. He's not even Superman Kent. then, really. He's, he puts on the suit, but he, just, like, he becomes Superman in the last episode. Mm. Well, yeah. I think I just scrolled through all my Twitter. Yeah, that's, that's it. I, it looks like I haven't done much more. Um, yeah, I haven't, I, I, all this past week, all I did was work, which was really depressing. Well, I guess that's okay. We can, uh, we can stop recording and end the post show. Sound good to you? Sounds good to me. I'm stopping now.